Everyone knows that putting money aside in savings is really important. But then what? Should you keep your savings locked in a CD for a higher rate or keep them liquid in a money market? Can your checking account help you save too? Or is it about creating the right combination? We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk about the savings options that are right for you. Learn more at sandyspringbank.com. Member FDIC. This episode of Bluetooth Breakaway is brought to you by you, the fans. That's right. Go to patreon.com slash Breakaway today to get access to our Discord, BSBAOT episodes, and much more. On today's show, we have our guest special guest host, Dan, joining me once again this week in Greg's absence. And then also our friend Fitz joins us in the post game. The way we do this episode is we, do, we recorded before the Florida game, the first half, and then with Fitz in the post game after Florida. And after Igor almost scored a goal then. So without further ado, it's a fun episode. Let's get to Mark Massier. Here we go. Hi everybody, it's Mark Messier, and you're listening to Blue Shirts Breakaway, the number one Rangers podcast. Hey, Bush Breakaway fans, welcome to another week of the Blue Shirts Breakaway. I am your host, Ryan Mead, and I'm here with my co-host, Daniel, yet again, with no Greg, it's like I'm Gerard Gallant, and I'm starting Ben Harper for no reason. Welcome back to the show, Dan. Glad to be back. A temporary co-host. We'll make that distinction. Yeah. yeah. You're Ben Harper. <laughs> You're temporary left, uh, left-hand defenseman. Yeah. Third. That's it. Only, Does it hurt you to be called Ben Harper? I'm sorry. I mean, it's only like, basically, we know something better is coming along the way, so we're, we're going to get rid of me eventually, which is not entirely false, but it hurts a little to hear. <laughs> it's just the honesty it hurts <laughs> oh speaking of her honesty that hurts the Bruins are better than the Rangers the Bruins are better than everyone um the only th- it, it, Allmark was the first goalie to get to 25 wins the fastest in history today the the big what? takeaway from the game against the Bruins isn't oh the Bruins are better than the Rangers we knew that the big takeaway is for the love of God don't get the second wild card because you do not want to be sent to play the blue Bruins in the first round. And then um, even if you, you pulled off a miracle upset, you know, playing the, the, the Leafs or the, the lightning in the second round. It's funny. Cause I, I thought the Rangers didn't play, albeit truly terrible against the Bruins. Like I didn't think it was awful. I mean, Ben Harper scores with like two, like three minutes remaining or whatever. Congratulations to him. But the, I thought they stayed in the game. They had plenty of chances to score, but the power play was yet again, anemic not really clicking on all cylinders i think it's one for 22 i think one for 26 oh i forgot those other times that i blanked <laughs> out of my mind so my apologies thank you so much and it it just seems like gerard glant goes back to the well i will note for all those listeners right now we are recording before the florida panthers game the second half of this podcast will be with our dear friend fitz and we will talk post-game reaction for the florida panthers where the rangers are playing a third string goalie who will absolutely goalie them so uh very fun there but the power play right now, and I talked about this a little bit on BSBOT last week with our good friend Matthew. Uh, that's a little plug in case everybody was wondering. It just, I don't understand why you won't try anything else. Like, why why not just give Kako or Heedle or both a try on the top power play? Because, and I know the power play is good, I get that, but the chemistry just isn't working right now. Just try something else and you can go back to it. It's not a big deal. Yeah, and there, look, there's... To me, there's two ways to try something else. Uh, one, the, the obvious one is, is changing personnel, as we've discussed, you know, getting Trocek off the bumper, probably putting Heedle in there, um, 
the other one is doing something different on the ice with the same group. And you, you've seen that to some extent, right? We're seeing more Mika and Panarin flip-flop. Um, their their strategy has changed because teams caught on that Mika Zibinijad was scoring a lot of goals from the Ovechkin office. And they, they started not only, um, you know, marking him up, but they started shifting their entire defense that way. And the Rangers have what they thought was adapted to it, but it really wasn't an adaptation as much as it was just abandoning their plan and trying something else, which I, I think you still have to keep Mika in that spot. I don't think anyone else comes close to his shot there. I, I think you just have to do a better job of um, creating some space for him to shoot. Uh, and then the other thing is, like like you said, let, you know, let's, let's separate the, the – power play one mix it up with the power play two. give them each a, a full minute and, and see which group really clicks and it's not only that and you and i when we hung out i think i might have said this last week too like the trocheck thing he's a really good player and he's fun to watch and i i saw this quote uh, i think it was from a friedman posted or something like that but maybe it wasn't friedman but it, uh, nonetheless it was when the trocheck signing happened an executive tweeted somebody or texted somebody and said and we'll talk about that group chat in a few minutes. Or actually, we'll leave it for minutes because it's unbelievable. It's fucking crazy. Uh, the email said, chain. Great email chain. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> re, 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 forward. Uh, Trocek is a great player, but he's a bad fit for the New York Rangers. And I, I think that's kind of what I've been meaning to say for for quite a while now. And I just don't think whatever it was that Ryan Strom had cooking on that first power play with Panarin and such just isn't, isn't there. It's not the same thing. And Trocek's dangerous. I'm not. I'm not discrediting him, but I, I do. I did say to you in person. I do think next year's Truba is Trocek in terms of like scapegoats or 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 why we'll lose players or something like that. But but Vincent Vincent Trocek has been quite good. He just can't figure out a way to actually put pucks in the back of the net. He's just playing a different style, and he hasn't found a way to adapt his game to what the Rangers do well. And that's kind of not on him. It's not. It's just not that he's a fit. He's a good player, but in the system the Rangers run, which whatever you want to talk about, what is the system the Rangers run? I mean, that's another whole other concept and conversation. I want to have like a 40-minute conversation with you about the future, whether on this podcast or not. Like, what is the Rangers' identity? But Trocek just like doesn't fit that just yet. It hasn't worked with Panarin. It's one of the reasons they're switching up, the, or Gallant has switched up the lines for tonight's game versus the Florida Panthers. Boys to Men has returned. There's VC is playing the left wing. Kreider's on the right wing. Dogs and cats hanging out together. I'm not really sure. Yeah, mass hysteria, my friend. So, moving from that, it's just uh, I'm I'm unsure as to like why you wouldn't just try like, hey, maybe we have a left-handed shot on this power play to give us another option, just to give it a shot. It's no offense to Trocheck, not trying to reduce his value. It doesn't matter what his value is in anyway because he's signed for so long. No movement contract clause comes in uh, next year, I think, or it's reduced next year or something like that. Uh, not that I think he's going anywhere. I don't think he's getting traded. He's playing up to his value, but it is. It just hasn't fit correctly. And because I said all this, he'll score tonight, so that's sweet. Yeah, I, and I, I've been thinking about this. Um, the like you said, the Trocheck. If the quote was "great player," that's a little bit of an exaggeration. He's a he's a good player, and I think he can be a great third line center for certain teams. I don't think the Rangers are that team just because of the way they're trying to to build their uh, top three lines. Part of me thought that it, it, could he be kind of like cop in the sense that wouldn't he wouldn't he play that right wing role with Panarin and Strom very well in the sense that those those guys loved when Colin Blackwell and Jesper Foss were there. So you're adding someone 
the in that mold they will grind it in the corner but also win draws and you know play uh play a little solid defense that has a little more offensive upside like I, yeah I, there's I, a fucking problem with this theory dad but, he's a goddamn center that's why you signed but, him but yeah but uh <laughs> you know it, you know square peg round hole uh, it's um you know he's not someone you acquired at the deadline to supplement he's He's someone you signed basically all your cap room in the offseason to to be a foundational piece in this lineup and cap room you did not have. That's what's the so the most you surprising had it for part one is. year and you decided to give it for seven. That's that's the real problem. That's the real yeah. issue. It's like, hey, we don't have any important contracts coming up, do we? Oh what? <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on. What what's happening with Keandre? Miller? And the thing is, you know, people uh, said, well, they signed up for seven years to get the cap hit down to a good number. Uh, I don't know if you checked uh, Shayna's um, charts today. Shayna and Shayna and yeah. Dom, yes, he's playing exactly to that he, number. He's playing or just he's below. Playing below it in in year one. This is this contract is going to age horribly uh, unless he turns something around. And look, we we hope he does. But uh, I I think it goes back to what you said at the beginning. It's not. It doesn't seem like a fit right now. And maybe that's on Galan for not trying enough things. Maybe it's a little on him for not adapting his style to play with Panarin. Maybe it's, uh, you know, partially that Panarin's not quite the same player that he was when he was playing with Strom. Uh, there's a lot of factors, but the, the end result is we're not getting um, the product on the ice that we will hope to. Yeah, and this isn't me saying, like, I dislike uh, Trocek as a player. I think he just, uh, and I'm sure Fitz is going to say this later, like, he's playing like a Hurricane, not like a Ranger. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense, but... It's kind of where it is. Uh, I had a great point I was going to make. Oh, yes. You said he's a great third-line center on a good team. Mm -hmm. That's Ryan Strom. (laughs) (laughs) You just described Ryan Strom. And listen, I know Ryan Strom has uh, not a lot of fans out there for the amount of nets he missed. (laughs) He did play through like a ridiculously hard injury in the playoffs that he should not have played through. It's one of the reasons I believe Artemi Panarin had such a bad playoffs uh, because he couldn't skate. But, it, I mean, it, it, it almost would be better if Ryan Strom wasn't even at the net to miss that goal versus the Lightning. Like, oh, it would, would have been better for him, period. Yeah, nightmare fuel. Um, the one thing I will say about Trocek is that I think he's second in the entire league in uh, ex- lo- lowest goals. This is correct. Below expected, right? So, you, you based on you know his play, you would have expected him to score a significantly higher amount of goals. He's supposed to have, like... I think he's supposed to have nine more and, goals. And that, you know, he hits the post enough where that could probably explain half of it away, if not more. Um, but, you know, you hope over the course of a season that balances out uh, a player, uh, a player like that shouldn't be that low. First of all, and no one should be that low just statistically, but uh, you, you just got to hope that balances out and, um, you know, the results kind of meet the, the input. Let's talk quickly about Shayna and Dom's uh, models. Well, we should have Shayna on soon. I probably will do that um, to talk about these. But uh, they have the adjusted numbers. Uh, if you if you don't know uh, what these are, you can go to The Athletic. I used to know those guys. It seems like a good <laughs> friend. It, it's an ex I don't text you up. And uh, they do a great job uh, making these player cards of what a player's values are. Now, they used to say what their expected value was. So I think Adam Fox at one point was listed as $17 million. Talked about it on the show. Something absolutely ridiculous. And as of today, Dan, I don't know if you noticed mm-hmm. this, uh, the high players are uh, maximum cap slot or whatever league it is. Max. Uh, league yeah. max. Dan, tell me that it wasn't that Chena or Dom got a message from the NHL 
or from from GMs and said, hey, could you change that? Because this is fucking us. So here's the thing. I think there's, uh, and I'm not positive on this, but I'm, I'm... This is conspiracy theory shit, so just put no, your hat I, on. I think there's something in the collective bargaining agreement that uh, that defines what the max a player can get. He can only get X percent of the cap. I don't know if it's 20. Correct. So by if you're if you're saying anything more than that what the what you're fueling is for Connor mcdavid's agents to be like hey this clause in the cba is bs because my client should be getting you know 30 percent of the cap based on this okay dan but his agent is right (laughs) (laughs) that's that's the problem and that's why i think there was something sent over to either the athletic or dom or shana that said uh, hey, could you change this? Because it's making us look really bad. I don't know because you know, for every uh, Connor McDavid agent, you have there's a Jacob Trouba. Uh, no, you have like seven agents of lower paid players that are just like, no, we, we need that money. You can't put that all in like the same you know fifteen guys' pockets. That has to be dispersed among uh, you know twenty two guys per roster. So I you know when you collectively bargain something, you're looking for all your members. And I think it's going to be hard for any type of vote where, you know, the Connor McDavid's and the, the Sidney Crosby's of the world are like, no, guys, shouldn't we pay, you know, shouldn't we make it so like the top players can get even more while you we lower the league minimum salary? Most people aren't going to go for that. That's totally fair. And to for the upside for other Ranger fans out there that want to hear the good, the good news is that Keandre Miller is projected at $1.3 million, which is a lie. <laughs> and uh, I... I I can't imagine he would ever accept anything other than much, much, much more wait, money. Wait, Ryan. The, got... He's not projected to get 1.3. Sorry, his current his value is yes. 1.3. Thank you. Which My is apologies. also wrong. <laughs> Which is also wrong. Because, and, and I'll, I'll do it. And I can't believe I'm doing it on January 23rd. Jacob Truba's value is league minimum. And I just don't see that. I, I know how bad Jacob Truba's been. I get that. League minimum is ridiculous. Yeah, the funny thing is when if you look at all the numbers, uh, his value is league minimum because that's the lowest you're allowed to give. But if you look at the, it has another column with surplus, and it'll have uh, either a positive or negative number. Minus seven point five. And yes. His surplus means that he should be only paid five hundred thousand dollars, which is below the league minimum, which is not as funny as Sammy Blay's surplus, which implies. <laughs> The Rangers, <laughs> by having him on the roster, should get to spend an additional $600,000 above the salary cap. That's how bad he is. Dan, it's like you've been doing this for years because you were just transitioning me right into where I want to be next, which is Sammy Blay is still on the team, uh, despite multiple reports from many NHL insiders, such as Mickey Aid on Twitter. And uh, that's, a, that's a deep cut joke for just me and six other people. But Vince did say it on his new Ice City podcast, uh, available every Thursday, a podcast near you, that he believed Sammy Blay would be put on waivers. Surprise, Johnny Brodzinski was put on waivers, cleared, and so did Ryden Hunt today, by the way, as well, uh, going, down to, going down to the AHL and scoring a goal there. Uh, the Rangers were desperate to get back to 22 men. They wanted to have $7 million at the trade deadline. They have that. Uh, why is Sammy Blay and Libra Hayek still on this team, Dan? You tell me. You know, it's it, it's going to frustrate a lot of fans that you're going to see Dryden Hunt back out there, who is clearly the superior option to Sammy Blay. And you're like, look, why don't we pick him up, send Sammy Blay packing? Um, Dryden Hunt, I know he's been cut by two teams now. Mm-hmm. I get that, the Avalanche and the Leafs. But it's kind of like when BC left for other teams and didn't work out, and he came back and he became a better player. Hunt? Hunt's a fine fourth liner for this team. 
hey, perfectly fine. Right, right now, let's let's do it. Fun game. You ready? Sammy Blair, Dryden Hunt. Hunt. Okay. Lucision or Dryden Hunt. Going Hunt again. Me too. Brozinski or Hunt. I think I think I'm still going Hunt, although I kind of like what I've seen from Brozinski. Okay, I think that's fair. I, but that's three players, and I think that's as far as we can get. There's no one else, right? Uh, where where uh, he should be on the team. Like he's worth a claim. It's very strange. Yeah, and and I think management has shown their the Ryan Carpenter experiment is over. They're not really giving Rydal a chance unless you know unless they have last minute injuries and there's already a couple guys out. So they, I, he's like the fourth guy on the I, list. Yeah, I think dude. You're, you're writing them off or uh, I'm, and I'm sure Rydal is not happy that he came over here to play in Hartford, Connecticut for, for less money. Yeah, it's uh it's t- tough for him, but uh, I don't know that should, should your last fourth line spot d- dictate whether you're going to go on a cup run? No, but it, it's enough fodder where it, it's just confusing when you see the way Gallant uses his fourth line, the, the way he rotates guys in and out, and and we see that Sammy Blay is not the answer. And I don't know if there's some kind of uh, sunk cost fallacy going on with like, well, we traded Pavel Buchnevich and we got Sammy Blay, so we got to ride that out. But uh, you know, you no know one to hold him, no one to fold him, and and I think it's time to fold Sammy Blay. Like at least we have fun with Labor High. <laughs> Like at least it's been a fun time. The content's been enjoyable. He's got a cool nickname. He provides me with good gifts. Like he's high events. That's cool about Libra Hayek. When he goes out there, it's either he takes a slap shot and we all kind of like, oh, that was cool, right? Hey, Libra Hayek took a slap shot. Or it's a disaster and we get to watch something like miraculous where the Rangers get scored on because Hayek just totally skates to the corner with a man he's not supposed to cover. Something like that. With Sammy Blaze, we just don't get that. He just killed. He murdered Julian Gauthier, and uh, stayed stayed on the team. I, I can't. I can't name another thing he's done this year. Bra, bra, Harper has more goals. Yeah, than it's uh, and by the athletics model, he's objectively uh, not only the worst player on the Rangers. He's worse than having no one. Like that's what their model says. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we'll get we'll get more to this later. I want to talk about the boots trade again somehow with Fitz, but like if you're still bringing it up, like what are you doing? It's not like we yeah, get I, it. And it, I, I'm only bringing it up because I am. Is that what management is thinking? Because there there has to be some reason we're not seeing. I, I is he is he? The, they hold on, dude. They really is he hold. The best practice player we we've uh, you know he that's ever existed, and we just don't see it. I I don't know. If Hayek wasn't traded for McDonough, do you think he'd be on oh, this team? Legitimately. Um. Yeah. This is this, this <laughs> podcast episode is giving me PTSD. So McDonough and I oh, keep going. And, uh, yeah, Goodrow, Goodrow, game three misses uh, wide. And and I mean Goody's another one whose whose contract I, I hated the second it was signed. But uh, of course, we were so thrilled when they like they went and got him. I was like, great, it's gonna be like a really awesome like three year deal. He'll be at like two million. I, like what? I'm gonna push back on that a little bit. <laughs> we, we traded like a seventh rounder for for his rights. And I think the the second I saw that, I said yeah. to you, I'm like, this is a mistake. And you're like, what do you mean? It's seven rounder. I'm like, but we wouldn't trade for him unless we knew we had a, a you know a contract to basically agree to. And he wouldn't agree to the contract unless it was real good and when he's about to go to free agency in two weeks. And sure enough, when it came out, it was uh, it was a oof. Again, a great guy to to have on your team if he's on your on your fourth line. But like, that's what you're paying a fourth liner. Yeah, and he's still a fourth liner, but there are plenty of times where he moves up, and like Glant would tell you the utility, and he's been he's produced better than I, I thought he would. 
credit credit to Goodrow. It doesn't mean the contract's good. Uh, all right. Want to do? Uh, we, we, we can wait on five stars for just a couple minutes here. But so Brzezinski's down. They're at twenty two. Trade deadline's coming. I've heard rumors. There was a rumor. Uh, there, there's the Rangers are interested in a player from Arizona. I heard that from two different people. We'll see. Uh, I don't want to name any names just yet, but it's not good. <laughs> it's not the one you hope. <laughs> don't. It's, no, it's not the two it you is hope. Not. Actually, <laughs> it, it's not. It is not. He might have played on the Leafs in the, in the past, and um, it just it just feels like Drury is waiting to to make his move this year because next year, Dan. And please correct me if I'm wrong. The reason he's loading up to, for a big trade deadline is because he can't do shit next year. There's no option to go trade for almost any player. Like, what do you think the Rangers are going to have at salary cap deadline in, in next March? Like a million? Yeah, and maybe. The thing is, I I have to give Drury a lot of credit for the moves. The moves he's been he made so good since the last boot trade. year. The the deadline trades of Vetrano, Cop, Run. I individually and even collectively, I think I said to you at the time, I'm like, ah, like they don't move the needle for me. I guess we're not really going for it this year. But those players fit the roster as constructed so perfectly. You know, Vetrano being that uh, that shoot first guy, uh, cop. You know, versatile playing right wing and center, and then uh, Braun. You know, that last pair became solid. You know, and and it was just it was just kind of what the doctor ordered. And this year, you're looking at it like you said, and you're like, well, if you're gonna load up, this is the year to do it because, uh, as you've noted in other episodes, Panarin's you know not a bad player by any means. But it seems like he's not at his peak anymore, um, and you're you're going to be saddled with contracts, and uh, and you're going to have to pay Keandre Miller, and you're going to have Lafreniere, and they, again, I'll refer to the Athletics model. They're all plus players right now, but they're all plus players because they're on their entry level contracts, and or or in like Hedl and Kako's cases, cases these bridge deals, and the next contract they get, it's going to be a lot closer to to even even value to as far as you know the surplus goes and so you're not like you said you're not going to have room to to wiggle around in future deadlines so are you just getting rid of both your first round picks are you you know throwing an extra prop like any prospect that's not offman and and just going for it this year even though it doesn't seem like you're nearly on boston's level you're not on boston's level but one thing i will always say the president's trophy curse is real doesn't matter. Like they are, I know how good they are, but they're good right now. Is can they be good in the playoffs? Because I'll make you. You want to extend the PTSD? I got you. The Kings were an eight mm-hmm. seed. There's a the Blues were an eight seed. There are a lot of teams that are. Well, look at the Capitals. Every single year they were the President's Trophy winners, and it did not matter for a while. So no matter what the Bruins do, and I, until they're until we're proven wrong. I just the playoffs are a totally and, different game in, look, in all aspects. You don't look at the playoffs and, and identify one team and say we're not as good as them. Let's not go for it. Um, you know, I think even as constructed right now, am I you know writing us off in any seven game series against a Metro team? No. Um, you know, well, are they, are no they way. Be no. tough to to beat Carolina again? Yeah, of course it always is. Are the Devils? you know, playing really well and, and, you know, they scare you with a lot of their young guys and actually competent goaltending this year, of course, but that doesn't, that doesn't mean you're not going for it. I'm not scared by those teams. And, and like I said, at the beginning of the episode, as long as you're not getting that second wild card, 
you know, the idea of facing Boston would be an Eastern Conference final. And, and in that case, um, you know, any deadline moves you make are already pretty much worth it if you get that far. Um, so, you know, I, I think, like you said, you, you, you kind of got to cash in your, your chips because you're not going to be able to do it next year. This is the last year you can cash in, and we'll talk more about what you can cash in for in the next coming weeks because, so, shockingly, we still have two months to the trade deadline. Feels like it should be a lie, but it's not. A um, couple five-star questions this week. If you want to leave a five-star question on the show, you can go to Patreon, subscribe, support the show, buy us a coffee, and uh, from there, you can leave them on our Discord. Uh, this one person named Play left a six-part, or sorry, five-part question uh, that I will be answering as one of the VSBOT questions this week. So, sorry, Play, but you'll get it later. Um, this is from Blue Gooner. Did the Bruins game say more about the Bruins or the Rangers? Could it be different? Had the Rangers actually scored on their chances, which they did have, by the way. But Boston looks in sync at a different level. Every Rangers possession was like a, a, a syphilis carrying... Oh, a syph- syphilis? This is, this is a Greek myth? Sis- oh, my God, that's bad. I was like, syphilis? <laughs> what? What is this? Uh, carrying the boulder. Uh, to answer your question, I think we kind of talked about this. The... the the Bruins are way. It said way more about the Bruins yeah, and the Rangers for absolutely. me. Absolutely, one hundred. You you knew the Bruins were were good coming into this game. Um, nothing that happened changed that. Would us putting away our chances have changed it? Of course. If you put in, um, you know, every you know high danger chance you have, the, the scoreboard is going to look a lot different. Would that have changed the way the rest of the course of the game play? I don't think so. I don't think the Bruins are a team that's going to give up a you know an early goal and then get uh, rocked or anything. So it's just a matter of you know getting lucky or uh, you know, finishing off and potting those goals. And that's the only way you're going to keep up with them. Because as you said, the Rangers didn't play horrifically, but when you're playing Boston, you're going to have to play at the top of your game. Yes. Uh, actually, only one more question this week, and I think it's, it's worth uh, maybe expanding on just a bit. But this is from Adam Furlong. Any comments, stories, tidbits, or opinions you guys want to share about the Vox Media, SB Nation, or Blue Shirts banter. Yeah, I could share some stuff. Um, I used to hate Joe Fortunato, like, a lot. Um, and now Joe is a really good friend of mine uh, who I consider uh, consider dear to me. And uh, Tom Ertz, who writes for multiple, or did write for multiple, uh, SB Nation things, is great people as well. I think, in general, I don't understand, like... The tweet that pretty much said, "Hey, you gotta get, you gotta hand it to the Vox CEO. He's great at firing people." Like, okay, um, <laughs> don't really have to hand it to him. Like, the, that he properly commuted, that communicated that you'd be out of your livelihood. Not gonna do that. I part of me is this. Part of me is the business person in me, right? Which is, hockey doesn't do the same coverage as everything else. They just see they see it as they're like, cool. This is an added bonus for us. We're gonna try and move on. And I, but this doesn't mean cut, cuts in any industry are hard, no matter what. And usually you're losing something substantial, and I think they are here. But they cut everything, including banter. And I know banter was one of the, if not the most visited uh, SB Nation site. And banter is going to try and stay up, depending if they go behind a paywall or something like that. So that's still kind of in, in the works. But go vote on their poll if you get a chance. Uh, banter was one of the original like big Rangers blogs. So it's kind of like tough to see it go. I know that the time's kind of passed it by at some points where it's had all new writers and all and people that used to write there like Shayna now work at the athletic and other places as well. And Joe is still managing editor there, but he's, I don't want to say he's taking a back seat cause he hasn't, but he's, uh, he's not involved the way he used to be. Uh, so it is, 
I wish the best for Busher's Panther and all the SB Nation stuff. There's no good hockey coverage. Like, it's kind of one of the part of the reasons we do this show. Unless you want, like, state media, which is Elliot Freeman and some other stuff, you go to the independent shows, like Wheeled Wing, Us, and some others, where you can just find, like, people that are, like, like having fun talking about hockey. And outside of that, man, like, you and I fiend for hockey coverage sometimes. Like, where do you go? Yeah, and I know, it's you hard. Know, let me tag on because uh, Joe doesn't even know who I am. We, I, I'm not sure if we've ever met. I don't think we have. But I remember uh, coming back from – I. Coming back from school, uh, I was out of market for a while, and I got came back, and I was really starting to get into the Rangers again. And I would, you know, their site was bookmarked. It was almost every day I was I was visiting it. Um, not even just pregame and postgame stuff, but just you know, do they have an article um, about whatever happened that day? And uh, I think it's a, a testament that some of their writers have gone on to, um, you know, look at Shayna, who's now uh, with the Athletic and. Um, Tom, Tom Ertz, who I have met, who, uh, I have enjoyed his stuff before I knew who he was. Um, you know, Joe, uh, seems to have a good Mike Murphy, who wrote mm-hmm. did for the ice garden, which also yeah, got and, cut. And so, you know, hat tip to, to the, those guys or stick tap. Um, I hope they find a way to keep going. Um, you know, they, like I said, might be a paywall, might be a Patreon, which speaking of which, if you're not on the blue show, frankly, Patreon guys, what are, what are you doing? Oh, I mean, what great, great call. I mean, before you do banter, you got to come um, here. The, Just saying. The, the Discord <laughs> and especially the, the BSB OT episodes are worth it. Um, but, uh, Thank you. but yeah, like, you, you know, you and I have talked about um, other places where we get our coverage and um, it's, it's starting to, to dry up to the point where you're, you're looking at uh, independent stuff like Blue Shirt Breakaway or you're looking at The Athletic and um, little in between. Yeah, there, there's some stuff on ESPN or, or TSN in, in Canada. Um, yeah, but if you're like following, like if you're following the Rangers and you don't want like the best people to follow for that, obviously the beats. So it's like Vince. Molly, uh, Vince. Yep. Yeah, Larry is. I always like. Mm-hmm. I have to click. click like I can't. I can't help myself. Um, and Colin, Colin, of course, who will tell you about the celebrities yeah, and guests and then, in this show. Uh, you know, it's. Uh, but you get a different type of coverage from beat writers. Uh, it's it's in some in some ways it's you do it's much better. They have access. They're getting stories that you and I could never get on our own. Uh, but in other ways, but they also mm-hmm. can't do the weird, controversial, weird yeah, conspiracy hat Vince bullshit that we do. Uh, sat down and said, "Which Pokemon is each ranger?" And <laughs> yeah, it's just. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna confirm that Vince has but not he, it's done also, that. You know, Vince isn't gonna sit there, uh, and he has to face those players in the locker room every day and say, like, "Yeah, why the hell is this guy still here?" And so, you know, there is. is yeah, the, why are you Bulbasaur? <laughs> there yeah. is that, you know, uh, kind of you know, being able to have that refreshing take of, of not everything's good. And it's not just, you know, a little bit of struggle with, that you hear you and, and often Greg go on rants about. Um, and, and so I, I, I like having both types of coverage and, uh, yeah, it, it just is like slims down. I think there's more Ranger podcasts <laughs> than ever. You just like, mm-hmm. you can go find them, but there's less actual Rangers yeah. coverage than ever. If that makes sense. I had, um, I won't reveal who this person was, but you'd be all be shocked if I told you. I had I had a person tell me on a phone call once. He's like, "This is you don't understand. Like the Rangers used to have so much coverage. There would be like fourteen to fifteen people covering them on a beat and flying around and do doing certain things. And then it's down to like four, and they only let those four in. So there's only like four beats. There's nobody that wants to pay for hockey coverage." other than the athletic slash the New York times. And like, I don't know how long that lasts either. 
So it's your independent people on YouTube. I can't even name a, a Ranger YouTuber. I have no idea. I've been asked to do it a couple times, and I just got too much crap going on. And outside of that, man, I, I feel bad for all these people because it's good to have coverage of the game. And they just, like, we just don't have that in America the same way they do in Canada. And even then, in the Canada, it's always, you know, how it yeah. goes. What yeah. about the Leafs? Um, yeah, which is, again, just circling back to the original point, uh, I hope I hope Banter finds a way to stick around. Um, same. I wish the best of Tom, Mike, uh, Joe, and everybody else involved in Banter. And, especially, and even all around SB Nation. I saw Steph got laid off Broad Street Bullies, and she, like, built mm-hmm. that thing from the ground up. Uh, yeah. And that sucks. So I feel for them. Uh, but if they can go independent, they should. It's just, it's not easy. It's not. But also, you can help people out. It's the way it goes. Um, all right, I think that's it. Let's transition. To, we're going to go watch the game. We're going to watch those third-string goalies, Florida Panthers, play the New York Rangers with Eeyore Shazirkin in net and see the result. And then immediately after the game, we're going to come back in. It'll be seconds for you. We'll have our friend Fitz here. Uh, we'll talk about Keandre Miller. We'll talk about the GM email chain, which will be definitely be like an eight-minute conversation at least because I have so many questions and much more. So we'll be back. Let's just go to a quick word from our sponsor, Transition. Four NFL teams, two conference championship games, and only a few more shots to win big on the playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Counting down to Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Not a new customer? You can feel the conference championship thrills with stepped-up same-game parlays. Woo! Take your shot at even bigger NFL payouts and boost your winnings with each leg you add up to 100%. Probably parlay me personally. I like the Bengals and I like the Eagles. I think that's a Super Bowl matchup. Just me. Listen, I'm a hockey guy, but that's what I would do. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code BLUESHIRTS. New customers can bet $5 on the conference championship games and get 200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code BLUESHIRTS. That's code BLUESHIRTS, like the Rangers. You get it. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Back to the show. And we're back post game with uh, Daniel and I, and also our dear guest and uh, one of the kind, Fitz. Thank you so much for joining us. Probably your nineteenth episode appearance. <laughs> yeah, it's always a pleasure. Thank you for having me on. Uh, yeah, uh, what a fun one, huh? Much Dude. much better than recently. I mean, much much better. I mean, where do we start? Where do you want to go for for from from here? Because, oh my God, the Igor goal. We're talking inches, feet. It's we're talking feet. That's probably it's probably feet, but it reminds me so much of the Ottawa one last year, where it's like he only gets so many shots at this, and are we ever going to see it? I really want to see it so goddamn bad. He's got it in him. I know he wants to take it more, and I know the coaching staff definitely told him to stop playing the puck as much as he did last year, <laughs> this year. But boy, uh, fun game where the Rangers just got outshot. I thought got outplayed at some points, and uh, didn't matter because goals goals are what count. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously they played like shit in the second period uh it was like classic rangers there where they just every single time they always they always have to let up for like a little bit just to make things interesting but uh yeah they scored some you know some greasy goals tonight i actually i don't know man i kind of jimmy v greasy thanks sam so bad come on don't don't come on don't sam. get me started with the sam stuff i got a lot of trouble you can't week. you can't talk about sam you're banned it's ratio Bro, like, got, you'll get ratioed immediately i got absolutely <laughs> on that one <laughs> 
You were like, I don't know. I think Sam's struggling as he mispronounced like a million names. And everyone was like, how dare you? Bro, he was calling Ben Harper the wrong name for like three and a half shifts one game. I was like, come on, dude. I, he was in, in the building. Whatever. Stop. I'm, I'm stopping before I get yelled at. Um, <laughs> but yeah, dude, I, I don't know, man. I kind of really like the new line combinations tonight. I don't know about you guys. I kind of, I, I, I don't know. Like I'm. I spent the first half of this podcast complaining and bitching about Trocek and how I think the contract is a little wacky and wacky and he's a, how he's a good player but a bad fit, but he does seem like he fits on that line. That, that, but, like, that's what he should be. You know what I mean? Like, that pain-in-the-ass, shutdown-type center. And, like, VC's been really good defensively this year. And Gaudreau is Gaudreau. You know what I mean? Like, they trust him. He's going to get the rope. And, like, he's pretty. He's a good player. Like, he's a solid player. So, like, I don't hate it. And then... You know, I, I didn't look at any of this till just now, but like the time on ice stuff, since I feel like we have, we're back to the end of Quinn days where we're always checking this again. But uh, like all the kids, like Hedl played 16 and a half minutes. Kako played over 15. Lafreniere played over 15 because there's only one power play. You know what I mean? Like they only have one power play in the game. So to me, like I, I think we're slowly kind of seeing the switch already happen in terms of like, the responsibility going to the kids. I think there's sometimes where it's maddening, like in the case of the power play, the first power play unit, and like not having, not having Heedle on there instead of Trotrick. But like, you know, I, I trust that the power play is going to figure it out. I don't know. I, I really like the new line combinations. That's my, that's my point. I like putting the best three guys together with Kreider, Mika and Panarin. Like I thought they should have done that in game six against the lightning last year when things were looking bleak, like, Load up your top line, give the kids the, like, offensive, you know, have them be, like, your scoring type line, and then you have, like, a sick checking line. So, like, I'm completely fine with what, what I saw tonight. Yeah, I like them a it, lot. I mean, this, we just talked on the first half of the pod how Vincent Trocek is a, you know, a great third-line setter for, for a championship team, and that that hinges on the kid line playing like they did in the playoffs. And But if they can do that and they can handle that second-line responsibility – all of a sudden, you have a, a you know a great first line. You have that defensively responsible, really really hard to play against third line. Uh, and, and if the kids you know pull their weight, then all of a sudden you're looking pretty good in the top nine. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like it, that's what it really boils down to. Like, to, listen, Lafreniere looked really. I think he played probably his best game in what like two months tonight. Mm-hmm. Not yep. even close, dude. It's like. I can't even name the second best game. You know, it's not I, even close. You know when I knew he was like he was into it is when what's his face that that Lomber guy or whatever went up to like he he gave him a, a whack like a little after the play you know Laff had already got rid of the puck and then like he went at Lindgren later in the shift too and Laff went like right up to him gave him like a cross check I don't know that like he he's more engaged when he's like involved and shit stirring you know what I mean like in the playoffs last year that's what made him so much fun to watch was the fact that he was like throwing his weight around. He was being he was a, a little rat yeah, to be honest. He was like being a, <laughs> like a, a, he's obviously, I don't know if he's as talented as him, but like a Brad Marchand type of player, you know what I he mean? He should be as talented yes, as Brad Marchand. He's, he's not. He's the number one overall pick, but <laughs> that's again, another story for another day. And Gallant um, said it, I, I think it was earlier today. It could have been yesterday, but Gallant noted how each of these guys, when they're not playing together, they all get much more passive, but when they're when all of a sudden they're playing together, there's no Mika to defer to. There's no Kreider to defer to. So they know they're just kind of going to play with each other. And uh, you know, it was it was great to see that uh, Vince tweeted out how when they all saw that they were had the same color practice jerseys on uh, starting Saturday, they kind of 
laughed and, and he said to the other two like oh you thought you could get away from me but i keep pulling you back in and they <laughs> they have this chemistry and uh, until i i see three strong lines that don't have them together i i want to keep this kid line together yeah no i 100 percent agree like I, I i think i said that honestly like to ryan last year too about like the kid and i'm not the first one to say it either like a lot of other people have said it too like i know adam etc was like one of the first people i saw to say it about them all deferring too much when they play with the vets and like when they're together they just play and the thing that is great when they're together too like they complement each other very well they're like an unbelievable four check line like they just spend shifts and shifts in the offensive zone like sometimes it doesn't lead to shots or high quality chances but at least they're just like wearing the D down. They're like they're they're keeping the puck in the zone. Like, you know, Heedle's the shooter, Kako's like the grinder in the boards down low, and 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 Lafreniere can make passes. Like they really. If Lafreniere well. can, can create in the way I think he can, like we're cooking. Yeah, yeah. They like. You saw the Kako quote. Like they always go. I'm always coming back. Like I, I keep trying to leave you guys, and I just can't. <laughs> and uh, I I do think. That top line, I really didn't want to separate Mika, Kreider, and 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 Kako, but but when Kako's with Hedl and and Lafreniere, it's just a totally different situation. They play, they play in another level. And and credit to Glant, like you said, Dan, he's right. Like they are, they are not as selfish as they should be when they play with those other players. And you can see it when they play together. It's a totally different. They're totally different styles. Kako looks like he belongs rather than like he did. He does defer to Mika Zabinajad, which, by the way, and as you mentioned to me through text, like not the worst thing in the world. Mika Zabinajad seems like a pretty good player. Yeah, if you're gonna give up the puck, like the way Galan phrased it was, they were doing something bad by giving it to Mika Zabinajad to shoot. Which I know what the message is: you want your players to be assertive, but like, hey, he's still Mika, and uh, we saw that on the power play when he, we finally ripped one home. Uh, great cross ice pass from Panarin. Uh, he had a couple of them tonight uh, but the one on the power play stood out just because we had just talked about how the rangers have to do something to get mika opportunities that uh even when the other team is is playing to defend that shot yeah yeah no absolutely absolutely i i don't know this team is so freaking weird man like has it, it Honestly, like, what if, if you were to look at their record today versus what their record was last year at this same time, is it that much different? Is it like... I legitimately don't know, which is the worst part. I think it's probably worse last year. No, 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 it can't be. They weren't first in the Metro, but the Metro is so good. I don't understand. Like, I know they were first in the Metro in the beginning of the last year. I remember tweeting that out. But right now, they're at 59 points. Like, I think that might have been it last year, because... Somehow the the Hurricanes have only lost nine games. Yeah, they've been on, only they've having been five games. lately. They're fucking ridiculous, and the Devils are at sixty four, and the the Bruins are at seventy eight. I don't know how that's possible. Yeah, that, that's going to be my worst take of all time before the season. Saying this was the year they would finally fall <laughs> off, and like being the yeah, being the, Tom Brady's coming back next oh year too, God, dude, dude. So in like the, whatever. In the Bedard sweepstakes. <laughs> I was like genuinely thinking they'd be in the sweepstakes. Like I, I cannot believe what they're doing, but. I don't know. With the Rangers this year, like, don't you guys just feel like the expectations have really just like notched, like taken everything up a notch? Like last year was just fun. It was just vibes. And this year. Oh, yeah. There's no vibes this year. None, it's like. None at all. Like they're coming they're, back. Like everything that happened every last year was a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, this, the, the vibes like come and go. You know what I mean? Like they were there for sure when they had that comeback against the Wild, the game you guys were at, I believe. Um, Dallas. Dallas. Wild. Jesus Christ. Um, Same thing. Basically, yeah. 
the West Coast hockey doesn't matter. Are you kidding me? Um, yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> um, but but yeah, like like the expectations for this season, like the vibes come and go. Like I, I don't know. I I am a big believer that that stretch in no what was it November when they just played just horrific. Um, so bad, so bad. Like they 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 thought like just need to get to the playoffs right but at the same time it's like that's not how this shit works right like you can't just walk not in the metro not in the, if you're in the exactly, west not in the metro like you if, can't walk if you were the west you could be the avalanche you're sitting in fifth place you don't give a fart yeah. like you're ready to roll like as soon as the playoffs come back you're you're, you're skating out nathan mckinnon and you're totally fine it's like great yeah. awesome see you there yeah exactly so like i, I don't know it's, it's just it's just been a they, they they clearly thought they could like flip the switch and like you don't get that benefit of the doubt when you're a team that's never won anything. You know what I mean? Like you you don't get to say like, hey, we're like we're saving it for the stretch run. You know what I mean? That's not how it works. And it's like the you, Lightning are saving it right now. Yeah, like exactly. They're, but, they're still they're still playing hard, but they're saving it. You know when like like to 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 go to that next gear. You know what I mean? Like so, I think the Rangers found that out the hard way. I mean they they were embarrassing to watch for a month. Uh, it was un- it was unwatchable. They were so bad. I mean, gl- uh, people who think Galant's seat wasn't hot at that point weren't paying attention. I mean, like once once like Friedman, he was like two games for being fired. Yeah, like, yeah, with, maybe one. Without that, like, once Friedman and those guys are talking about like, hey, you know, ownership might be a little impatient here. That's like that's like ten alarms going off. You know, bro, Vancouver. They they told Bruce Boudreaux he was getting fired like three weeks in <laughs> advance. <laughs> like they know when shit's up like please do not think they don't know like we could get to it right now because it's just one of the story funniest stories of all time but today we got confirmation about the the gm email thread which is like one of the silliest and funniest things ever like there's legitimately an email thread where they the gms can email each other and talk about yeah what what dude send a text message what are we doing more security for the fantasy football trades i put through are you kidding me then, then an email. It's, That's true. It's definitely Gmail. It's they're all just like. L's. You're telling me that like one of them doesn't have like a Yahoo or an AOL account. You think Lou doesn't have an AOL account? Lou is using the same computer George R. R. Martin uses to write a song of ice and fire. That that like 1972 word processor. That's what Lou is using. Honestly, it makes sense, make sense. It makes sense when you think about it. Why he's always late to the party? It's because he has no idea how to use technology. Yeah, he goes to their houses at midnight. Like he's like he's Rex Ryan getting Bart Scott in 2016. <laughs> like I don't I don't understand. Some, like sometimes <laughs> some some sports I believe there's like listen I'm not naive. Like these other sports do the same stuff. You know what I'm saying with like um you know like all these GMs talk to each other and it's like like Brunson's dad will coach for the Knicks yeah, exactly. and he's, he shockingly like, went there. <laughs> NBA tampering is laughable sometimes. What goes on, but like but like the fact that it's it's confirmed. It was so nonchalantly confirmed in that. I, I I don't even I don't even listen to that podcast. What was it? It was Thirty Two Thoughts, I think. Thirty Two Thoughts. Uh, for yeah. For some reason, I just turned it on because I wanted to hear what they were saying about the Boudreaux stuff, and they just started talking about they just started talking about this this email chain thing, and I was like, hold on, hold on, this can't be real. <laughs> and they and I listened to it like two or <laughs> no, three times. It was real. It was real. No, buddy, it's super real. Uh, let's. Uh, I I can't even believe it. Let's get to your boy Keandre Miller because I think it's time. Boy, can we afford him? I guess that's my first question. I mean, they better be able to afford him. Are you kidding? You don't let people like him leave. You know what I mean? You can't. You can't. You can't. Him, him, and him and Heedle are like the two biggest priorities for the team right now, in my opinion. 
right? Like, I, I'm sure you guys agree. This is I, this is the greatest conversation because it's like rank your trade value among the kids, and, and boy, I mean, like Lafreniere, I still think is like fourth. He's, on he's that like list. a comfortable fourth. It's sickening because it's I, I I could make the case for Kako, but I think you're right. Where it's like Hedel Miller is tier one, then Kako Lafreniere, but it's like. Kako is tier two by himself. Yeah, but you know what the thing is lo- with Kako is like if, if he's not scoring, I'm not worried about him anymore. You know what I mean? It's like it, it's yep. like if the points aren't coming out, I know the rest of his game isn't gonna fall off. He is a certified top six right wing. Correct, and and like the same goes for Heedle. To be honest, like at this point, I, I think Heedle Heedle might be like my third favorite player on the team. I just have like so much respect for what he's done since the playoffs started last year. Um, and he's another one where it's like, even if he's not scoring, he's probably like their best four checking forward right now. Like he's just always making shit happen. And then, yeah. He's a completely different player. Completely, di- completely different player. I mean, listen, I know everyone likes to give Gallant a lot of crap and rightfully so a lot of times, but I, I give him a lot of credit for that whole play like Mika thing with Heedle last year. Because like, I genuinely think that might have saved Heedle's career. Yeah, the only thing that Hedl doesn't do that Mika does is have that nasty like shot. But he's much more creative and much faster than Mika Zabinajad. He's a better skater. He's a better four checker. But Mika's a more intelligent player. Like you'll you'll see it when Mika does does uh I think Mika's defensive game has been super underrated and even by the analytics, where he's just like in he does the Adam Fox style of defense where he's in the right position in the right place at the right time to to have a takeaway or at a key moment, and he kind of saves himself as well. For, for the moments that matter the most. Whereas Filipino's like, um, I'm still super young and I'm fast as shit, so that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, t- to me, Heedle like, Heedle just shoots now all the time, which I love. Like, he used to he used to never really shoot. I, I don't know. I, he's just a completely different player. I love him. I think they need to keep him. I was never even that big of a fan of him before, like, the last few months. I just have become a, a real big fan of his game, but I don't know. With Keandre, they better be able to afford to keep him, man. Like, you, you can't let that guy leave. He's the pillar. It's him and Fox. It should be him and Fox for the rest of the decade back there. I think it's him and Fox for the next 15 I years, think before which sounds you let fucking Keandre awesome. Or leave, you start attaching assets to the to the Barkley Goodrows of the world to, to clear up that space. Yeah. You, you're like the Vince McMahon gif when he's in the hospital with the ankle and Stone Cold <laughs> just starts beating him up. Like, that's going to be Chris Drury with with Goodrow at the end of the year, like long term IR. Long-term they're they're going to do whatever happened to Kevin Klein, yeah. and then yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we don't talk about it. I'm just saying it's crazy. We don't talk about it. He mysteriously retired and then played overseas. It's very weird. Uh, but but yeah, you have to imagine. Like I just don't know how they make the cap work. I've seen some of it, but it's like everyone except the bare minimum. You think like everyone's going to be cool with that? I just don't. Yeah, like the the one thing I I. I saw, I can't remember who, but I saw someone mention like, if you're Keandre, right? Like, you know, you're, you're sought after, right? Like you, your play has from pretty much February, like this around this time last year until now, um, your stock has only risen through the roof. So like, I saw some people saying like, Hey, maybe he takes like a two, three year bridge deal and then like waits to get back into it, you know, eat up a couple RFA years. And then he gets the cash in again when the cap really goes up, which you know, personally, if I was like a player or an agent, that's what I would be. I would do yeah, that. That's what I would be doing all the time right now. Like taking those, you know, like in baseball, those short term high AAV contracts and then cashing in a, a second time or even like NBA players do a lot now. Um, but like if, 
if I were the Rangers, I'd be like seven, eight years. What do you want? Like, what do you want for those years? Like, we got to get you in. You can't let guys like that become a cap casualty. No, you have to offer him like, hey, eight years, 5.5 million, you down? Then like, if he accepts, it's like an absolute bargain. I would never let him accept if I was his agent. Oh, I, I, I would, would be like, slap uh, that no. shit right out of, the, out of his hands. I'd be like, you're not I'd be like, you that. take 2.5 now, we're take we're getting eight or nine. Uh, would you, the would you do ceiling. seven yeah, by like seven right for... now? Yeah. Uh, no yeah, question. I think, yeah, I think that, I think we, we, no question. It's only going to go up. It's only going to go up. Yeah. Price is yeah, going especially up. Especially once, the, like we said, once the cap <laughs> comes in and we think it's going to be two years, um, you know, the percentage of the cap you, you take up is going to go down with the same number. So if, if I'm, if I'm a GM, I'm trying to get my young talent locked up for a long time in the next year. Uh, and hoping that the cap does rise. Now, as Fitz said, if you're uh, if you're a player who already knows you have a bright future, it, you know you didn't have a fluky year. I'm probably taking a bridge deal right now for two years, and then then I'm ready to go as soon as the cap like jumps for the first time in in how long? Yeah, half a decade because this league is. A uh, I mean, sometimes. COVID. I mean. You can't you can't take away the like gates from everyone and then say True. hey what the hell is this league's problem like their main source of revenue was cut and um you know not to not to defend Batman and, and the league too much but that was that was just an unknown that um you couldn't have planned for league or team wise with the with the cap and I think uh if not for keeping the cap flat you you couldn't have functioned because otherwise you would have had the cap would have went down right after COVID, which, and teams wouldn't have been able to field teams because of the contracts already, already on the books. Yeah. Damn, we get it. You love billionaires, bro. Like <laughs> Dan, Dan Drainer. Wow. Yeah. Unbelievable. You like, you love the bill. You make a great point and, yeah. and, and financially that makes Notoriously sense, but you also love billionaires is what I want to say. Yeah. <laughs> I will say one thing. I love Vox. Uh, Brian, why do you always do this when I come on these shows? God damn it. Um, no, I, 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 said, I said nice things about SB Nation and everything before the break, so don't trust me okay, on that one. All right. One, one thing I'm going to ask you guys, like Dan, Dan's point about the, the cap jump just has me thinking already. Like, like, what do you think Fox would go for if, if he had to do it again in like two, two three oh. years? What would he get now? The answer is legitimately twelve million dollars. <laughs> I, 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 like I say that, and it sounds stupid, but the answer is it seriously twelve million dollars. Might be oh, higher yeah. depending like, on how much of a jump, and you're only looking at UFA years. And the the funny thing was, we we joked uh, okay uh, on the first half that Fox's uh, in in the player cards by Shane and Dom Fox's uh, project or what he should be receiving is the league maximum. And then I saw the first goal, and I was like, that's not high enough. There. <laughs> <laughs> it's not he does it all the time too the the overtime winner it's like how do you do that backhand but let's let's get really sicko shit hey jack Hughes doesn't sign last year what does he sign the for devil's today? Got a steal. oh boy he's getting at least 10 right y- yes he, he would get 10.5 easy like today in this this cap how could you not give it to him <laughs> it's like wow eight eight million great job by great job by your I'll, I'll tell you what but, there's gonna be some really really bitter ex-players in a couple of years when they start seeing some of the the money that these guys are gonna start getting like if the cap truly jumps the way it should a- after this this whole covid you know suppression of it basically for two three or four years it's been a while now jesus um but yeah like like a guy, a guy what do, I mean 
McDavid's up. Well, let's do it. I have a fun game for you, Fitz. Ready? We'll, we'll do this. What's career? What's Sidney Crosby's career uh, earnings? Disgu- Dude, he's. I, I, I've looked at this before. You, you want to? You know, want to know why? Because after McKinnon signed the extension, I just immediately was like, "What am I going to say now?" When when I talk about NHL salaries compared to other sports, I was like, "I lost my my bread and butter." Um, and I looked at Crosby, you can still talk about and it. I looked at Crosby. It's disgusting what that guy's been getting paid for. It's been like ten years now. It, yeah, the answer he's been he's been playing for uh, since he was eighteen. I believe he's thirty four now. He's made one hundred and fifty million dollars. Oh my god! Oh my god! One fifty. So he, he he's should, been the. You should have triple that. He's been the best player of the league for for fourteen well, fucking years. He kept saving the eight point seven uh, at first. I think the first time he signed it, it was like, oh yeah, that's about what he should make. And then it was like, I'm superstitious and have enough money. Uh, this is like a you know kind of like a Brady thing where he's like, um, I'm gonna be okay. Why don't we give some of the money to to reinforcements so my team can be? I mean, he's not even the highest paid player on his own team for a lot of his career. Dude, McDavid took a discount too. He like, dude, he's like, ah, the team was like, hey man, we can't give you the full, even though you're the best player on the planet, because uh, we got to put a team around <laughs> you. And then they didn't put a team around because well, we got just, just I, I, the, NHL players are so dumb sometimes. With this stuff, it's like, why do you yeah. believe these guys when they say this stuff? Because their their actions are right there. Like, like Mike Smith was their goalie for like three years after he signed that contract. He was the goalie when he signed it. I'm pretty sure. It's like, what are you thinking? That's gonna get better. That these these guys are gonna like live up to their promise. What was the contract they signed? James Neal one with the Lucic one. I mean, it's just, Oh my God. The Lucic one is unbelievable. Oh my God. <laughs> it's just, it's just embarrassing. These guys just need to start. I mean, it'll never happen just because the way, the way the sport is and the way you grow up in it. But I, I don't know one of these days, some I'm, I'm hopeful that like this new generation of players like a Jack Hughes, like a Z Gross, they don't give, they just don't care about that stuff anymore. You know what I mean? Like they're just like, Listen, if you, if you're not gonna put a winner around, like I'm out of here. Like I'm not taking. I think t- I think you kind of saw that with Eichel, right? Like other other than the medical stuff. Yeah. Uh, and now he's in, and now he's in Vegas, and of course now. Um, All right, but Buffalo's that, that medical good. stuff was kind of a big <laughs> so, thing. Let's not just gloss over it as. Uh, some, yeah. Someone was like, "Hey, uh, I'm worried about my long term health. Can I please have surgery?" And they were like, "No, you can't." <laughs> No, yeah. But also at the same, it, it goes hand in hand, like them taking more control over their own careers. You know what I mean? Instead of like always doing like what's best for the team, what the team says, what the doc, you know what I mean? Like having a little bit of like, hey, like I know my body, I know who I am, like I know what's best for me. You know, like just just like that mindset in general. Just because like that that way you don't get a guy like Connor McDavid, who is literally the best hockey player we will ever see in our lives. Uh wasting away in Edmonton on a team that might not make the playoffs and one of the worst divisions the league has had. In like do you think the do you think the player empowerment doesn't make era sense. of the NHL is just lagging behind uh like the NBA or does it never come because that's just not the culture? I think it I don't think it ever comes to the extent it's come in the NBA just cuz like while Definitely the culture has something to do with it, but also the fact that there's just so many more guys on a hockey team, right? Like, so, you know, like, just Jay Crowder is, like, the first guy who comes up to my mind who, like, hasn't played a game this season because he's waiting for um, – he's waiting for basically um, – To get traded. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, like, that wouldn't work for, I, I don't know, Barclay Yeah, the Pittsburgh, NHL equivalent you know I mean? of Jay Although, Crowder. Like, 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, also in the NBA, you like can take games off. You're like, I'm actually feeling pretty worn down for the next stretch. I'm gonna take a game off. You take a game off in hockey, you're like, you're blackmailed. Like that's it. Like you're you're out of yeah, it. You can't take a the game off. Term, you, have but to, you're, you have to go out there with just your like, hurt hand. Look down upon. People. You're that's not allowed. You've learned this year. <laughs> yeah, Jacob Truba. Yeah, Jacob Truba. Oh man, so the Truba stuff kills me. Oh, uh, it's so. It's, it's like, just. I mean, it's like it's. It's just what are we doing? Yeah, exactly. It's like what, what's the point here? What's the point? Uh, yeah, I think what you said earlier, and I kind of go back to it with the the good vibes from last year and this team. This team is a wave comparatively to last year, where it's like the ups and downs are really high. It's like hey, but even actually, I, that's kind of a lie because even during the streak when they were what was it thirteen two and two, it's hmm. kind of like I don't know, is this team okay? Like I, <laughs> I don't know, is this team good? They're only third in the Metro, the best division in sports. I actually, when I say in sports, like I'm like, oh, is that true? And I think it might be maybe the NFC, NFC East in football. But outside of that, it's like this is the most competitive division in all sports, and still, and they're winning. They're in third place. They have good records. They have gritty wins. They look like shit a lot of the time to still pull it out. And I'm, I still ask myself, yeah, like, and I'm not sure if this team has it, enough. I, the, the I just don't know if it does. Its own success in the last playoffs because if they get knocked out in Game Seven yes. against Pittsburgh. We don't come in with nearly the expectations, right? It's it's just uh, we we have to be improving, and we hope that the the kids are improving while our stars don't decline too bad. But let's do another incremental step. Let's win another, you know, one or maybe two playoff series. And we went, you know, we were up two zero in the Eastern Conference Finals. So now people are like, well, you got to make the cup this year because, uh, as we alluded to uh, in the first half of the pod we're about to hit a pretty big financial block where you're not going to be able to add to this team. So it's looking like this is the year because for a while we've been saying, okay, it doesn't matter how long you sign Goodrow for. It doesn't matter how long you sign Trocek for because you're only looking at a very small window. And I got to tell you, that window's closing really fast. And just imagine where this team yeah. is without that 13-2-2 stretch run because the heads would be rolling. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it's definitely, you know, I, ha- I have to do it, Ryan. I'm going to get it in now. Uh, it, it, it really go, does go. remind uh. me of what's happening with the Warriors. <laughs> I re- I, I re- Perfect. <laughs> thank you. Thank yeah. you. I've been, uh, I'll do the Mets next just to fill in for Greg. So you go ahead. Right, I, I had to do it. Everyone can drink at home. Um, <laughs> but like, like the, t- the whole two timeline plan, you know what I mean? Like there's it's not an apples to apples comparison because like the Warriors had three rings to like bank their success off of with their veterans. But like you just see it now, like the, the, how hard it is to like toggle that line between the two, whether it's the Rangers with like, you know, the whole heat Trocheck situation, or even, you know, Lafreniere having two left wingers blocking him. Like, you know, young guys who go to young guys who go to, like in the lottery in the draft are usually going to shit teams. And it's okay that they play through their mistakes and that they stink it up because that's what's expected of them. You're not expected to win. You know, the model has always been like what the Penguins did, what the Blackhawks did, what the Kings did, where you draft your guys high, you take your lumps for a couple of years, you make a noise in a playoff run, then you start adding veteran pieces while, you know, the young guys are still pretty cheap. Um, and like even even with the Warriors this year, it's the same thing where like, you know, the young guys aren't ready to take those roles yet. And like even with the Rangers, there were I, I don't like the role. It's it's hard to ask young guys to play in a you know Laugh Laugh is the biggest one that comes to mind. It's hard to ask a young guy who his entire life has been the guy on every team he's played on 
to basically play a third line checking role a lot of the time, right? Or like in the in the Warriors case, you know, asking Moses Moody to be a three and D like wing who can guard Luka Doncic and Damian Lillard and all these different guys. Like it's hard to ask that of young guys. So, you know, I, I just think like, like you said, Dan, like I think people don't, I said this last year when they lost in the playoffs that like, I'm very optimistic about the future of the team due to the youth, but I don't want last year to be like a missed opportunity that you harp back on for years. And like, I don't think enough people kind of understood at the time what that meant. And like, like the Trocek signing only adds to it. Like all these things add to it. So, you know, it's a really interesting time for the team. And like the rest of the season is going to be, I mean, pretty much so the trade deadline is going to be nonstop speculation about what they're going to do, what, who they're going to add, what they're looking to do, the long-term plan even. This is the final swing, man. It really is. It's like the last trade deadline. They can add multiple pieces. Won't be able to do it next year. I talked about that earlier as well. And the two timeline thing is totally true. It's why they added Trocheck. It's yeah. it's they know they have three year window. Like when do you think Panarin and Mika really fall off? Like the the decline has happened a little I bit with Panarin, but it's started for him. Yeah, as much I as think he might be guy, two years it's, away it's from yeah. saying, "Wow, this albatross of a contract that Panarin has is really killing us. I wish we could move it." Well, how many? What does he have? Three after this year. 2026 is when he's up because it's the same year Connor McDavid is a free agent. This is his fourth year with the team already. Wow. The f- honest to God, the fact that he hasn't even fallen off as like he's still a point per game player. Yeah. Um, it's three points. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it's just he, he's so good that, that like he him and Fox like I feel like we're Fox is a little different because like this year I feel like as a as a fan base we're really like. Yo, this fucking guy should be in the MVP conversations. Get out of here with Justin well, Norris. If he, if Fox retired today, is he is his is his name in the in the well, rafters? Because I think 100%. it is. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's like right away one of the best defensemen I've ever seen play, yeah. if not the best. And, and we're like numb to him and Panarin's greatness a lot of times. And like it, you know, I remember jo- Josh Calpin saying this to me way back when Panarin first signed that that contract, and a lot of people were like. You know, all the people I mercilessly retweet all the time under like the insider's tweets from when he signed um, was 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 that like he thought he was going to age like Pavel Datsuk as a player. You know what I mean? Because his game was never predicated on being like a, a freak athlete or like super speed. Like he just has sick hands. He's a good skater and he knows his brain just works different. You know, same thing with Fox. Like Fox, was, Fox could lose what, what little skating ability he even has. Tomorrow, that was Ryan's argument for the McCarr versus Fox debate. No, and yeah, <laughs> yes, I heard that. That's right, I forgot about that. I, I pitched it to I pitched it to Fitz last year on a, like a car drive. I was like, Fitz, hear me out. Here's why I want Fox over McCarr for 20 years. <laughs> He's not wrong though. It's like it's like uh, I don't even like Newton. You know what I mean? When his athleticism went, it was over. But like, I don't know. Uh, Brian Tannehill is still like chugging along over here or something like that. You know, Brian Tannehill. Jesus, yeah, he's so, like he, he was mediocre I mean, the whole I'm, time, I'm and that's why he stayed very, that way. He was like, okay, cool. very, very obvious. Tom Brady, like that was just a really just sitting the guy that can't move that is still playing. Well, other than this year, the playing at the high level. <laughs> fuck Tom Brady. <laughs> fuck, fuck Tom Brady forever, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Uh, any other topics you want to cover before we let you get out of here? Oh, I think I covered, I just, covered everything. I just want honestly. Igor to score it's a goal. Fun, so boy, fun time this year. Uh, they, if he scored the just score the goal, Igor. Then oh Igor scores goal, and then somewhere at the bottom of the page would be like Rangers also played a game. <laughs> <laughs> that you want to talk about oh, guys? Vibes? The, the the vibes would have been back. 
the Panthers pulled the goalie at nine minutes. <laughs> That's, right I, I respect the shit out of it. Yes, yeah, and, and Ryan, it was good. The Rangers couldn't score for six play. minutes. It's I was unbelievable. disappointed when Hedo scored just because I knew that means Igor didn't get another chance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was like, oh, the fun's I over. I guess, I guess we had... <laughs> yeah, he even like yeah, he had the the wry smile. Kako did the work; didn't matter. <laughs> Whatever. We'll be back next week, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Actually, we'll be back at BSBOT later this week if you're a Patreon member, of course. Thank you so much to Fitz. Thank you so much to Dan. You can follow me on Twitter at O'Reilly Follow Fitz, follow even though he doesn't want you to on Twitter as well. And you can't follow Dan. So we'll talk to you guys. <laughs> okay, we'll be back then. Love you guys. Bye. Okay, it's the end of the show, so you know what I do here, I think, and read some names. Uh, it'll be short this week. Usually, sometimes I do a monologue or some things, but it's just pretty late on my end. So we're going to read some names and thank NHL Insiders Club. Thank you for keeping this show going, and I really appreciate it. So here we go. Adam Cassie, Adam Cohen, Adam Capitulo, Al- Adam Blinder, Alan Ke- Adam, Adam Keish, Alex Flynn, Ad- Alex Gartner, Andrew Rahner. Man, I'm fucking struggling tonight. Anthony Terragata, Ben Waters, Ben Weber, Bill Rattel, Brandon Lacos, Brandon Magnum, Brett Ranger, Brett McGinnis, Brian Doyle, Brian Gallagher, Brian Mellon, Chris Fernelli. Chris Hyru, CJ Selwag, and Conrad Pudamage, Daniel Dezan, David Siegel, Dennis Dice, Darian Erickstad, Garrett Reynolds, Kim Gardner, Cup, Gretzky Gareth, Fly, Harrison Hasco, Hippie Pudinani, Ian Rodriguez, Ian Usher, James Masker, Jan Raymarkes, JD, John Jimmy John, 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 Mack, John Hardesty, John Shea, Johnny Thundercock, Jordan, Josh Kissabom, Crystal Florida, Crystal Berg, Crystal Kyle Franklin, Lazik Granowski, second page, Lee Burst Kayak, Lou Giordano, Matthew Goodwin, Matthew Kai, Meatball the Cat, Mike Buckle, Mike Man. Oh, Macuso? Man, I messed, I messed that one up. Tell me how it is. Nay Hanafi, Neil Grover, Nicholas DiNicola, Pascal Perrier, pa- Paul J. Smith, Pavel Kodarev, Paul PJ Sisparo, Pro World Series Gamer, Randy Tessers, Ryan still hasn't watched Miracle. It's very true. Stigbull Box, Weingart, Thomas Walsh, Tommy Squire, Tom Rich Jr., the legend himself, Tommy O'Neill, Tommy from Manhattan, Upstate Vinny, Vinny Hay, Will Spector, and Winston, the Golden Retriever. Thank you so much to Dan. Thank you so much to Fitz. We'll be back with BSBOT and more. Sorry for a short little bit extra expo here, but you get it. Love you guys. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.